Welcome, welcome to another MuggleCast, your weekly ride into the Wizarding World fandom. And today, Hogwarts. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Micah. On today's episode, we are going back to Hogwarts. Micah, hit it! Choo-choo. Andrew, I must say, I'm a little bit disappointed um, that you're not wearing your Hogwarts Express (laughs) shirt. (laughs) Hogwarts Railways. it's summer (laughs) in the desert. I'm not wearing a sweater right now. Do you not have air conditioning? I do, but it's still summer in the desert. I am wearing my MuggleCast t-shirt. Give me a little credit. Jeez. Hmm. I'll wear it over the winter at the, at the uh, start of uh, spring term. How about that? Well, given our guests today, too, like all three of us were there when this item was purchased. So I think it's something <laughs> that you could have uh, at least made a, a little bit of a cameo. So hard. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm kicking Micah out of the Zoom room. Uh, Mike, Micah did mention a guest. We are joined today by Meg. Hi. Hi, Meg. Nice to have you on the show today. Thank you. Meg has been mentioned many times before on the show, actually. Uh, Meg is Eric's girlfriend. Meg, what Hogwarts house are you in? I am a Ravenclaw. Okay. How does, and Eric's a Hufflepuff. So how does Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff, is that a good match, you think? For us, it seems to be. Okay. It's working. That was my main question. Okay. (laughs) Let this be, let this be good news to any Hufflepuffs or Ravenclaws out there who are looking for love. There is hope. I feel like we're, we're complimentary in our, in our best house traits. Uh, Okay. Eric is super friendly and extroverted and I'm an introvert. So he, you know, gets me out of my shell a little bit. Okay. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I respect that. Eric, do you have anything nice to say about me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the reason Meg has been mentioned before so many times on the show is because she's like brilliant and also is kind of you know and many a time has helped me out with the uh, the show document and planning and you know whether it's winning or coming up with a quizich question or you know various other things it's meg's always been happy to help and lend uh her talents so now she's lending her voice in laura's absence yeah, so Laura actually lost her voice. Ugh. Meg, thank you for stepping in, and you stepped in at the last moment, so You're we appreciate welcome. that. Yeah, and Meg is also a diehard Harry Potter fan. I am. I mean, she probably knows more than we do, so that's She knows kind of... more than I do. I'll, I'll go out and on the record and say that. <laughs> and if Meg knows more than Eric, then I think she knows more than any of us, potentially. Oh. So. <laughs> Shucks. Do you see me blushing? (laughs) (laughs) Meg, let's get the rest of your fandom ID. What's your Ilvermorny house, your favorite book, film? So I am a Thunderbird, like Eric. So we've got the same Ilvermorny house. Oh, yeah. Um, My favorite book is Goblet of Fire. And controversial opinion, my favorite movie is also Goblet of Fire. Oh, that is controversial. Wow. I don't know how that works. I I keep asking her this. It's just... None of the none of the movies are ever going to make me feel as good as the books do. So it's just the one that makes me happiest, and it's just so chaotic. It's it's a it's a wonder to watch it. Yeah, well, just imagine if they split that book into two movies, like we spoke about a few <sighs> months ago. I know we could have like multiple Chinese fireball moments. <laughs> <laughs> So on today's episode, we are going back to Hogwarts. We'll discuss our return to the school, and I'm going to present the panel with challenging scenarios on their first day back. These were a lot of fun to write up. And we also are going to discuss an interesting bit of news concerning Fantastic Beasts 4. 
Before we get started, just a little reminder for our listeners, we would love your support at patreon.com slash mugglecast. Our Patreon helps us keep this show running and growing, and in exchange for your support, you'll receive bonus Mugglecast installments, access to our recording studio via a weekly live stream, early access to each episode, a personal video thank you message made just for you, and a whole lot more. That's all at patreon.com slash mugglecast, and thanks to everybody who supports us. By the way, we not only do these, uh, we not only stream our recordings live, we stream them live on video. And we only turned cameras on a couple months ago. It's really changed the recording, I think. It's just a lot more fun. For to the do better? It this way. Oh, okay. I yeah. think so. <laughs> I, I mean, do. We're, we're recording depending at nights now. Yeah, depending on the day, exactly. We used to record <laughs> in the mornings, which we might switch back to come fall. Um, in which case cameras might be going off again. <laughs> so catch us live on video while you can. Yeah. <laughs> haven't showered too early also Deadhead. yeah if you're listening to this episode you have one day left if you are a patron to sub- sign up for this year's physical gift i will say one day left that's right all right well let's get into this fantastic beast news i have not heard this news yet <laughs> oh okay so this this will be uh big news for you so it was reported recently that Harry Potter and Fantastic Beast director David Yates will be directing another movie next year for Sony, and the plan is to shoot in spring 2022. Now, here's the thing. In this report, which comes from Deadline, the article says that David Yates was looking for a smaller project after WB told him there would be a, quote, break in between Fantastic Beasts 3 and 4. So this word break is very interesting because previously they've kind of film the movies back to back. And that's what they did with Harry Potter too. And I know we're overanalyzing one word, but that's what we do here on MuggleCast. This word break makes me think they are going to go on an extended break in between movies three and four. I have a theory, but somebody else can jump in first. This is definitely surprising considering, and, and some outlets are reporting also that this break is going to be longer than the break between movies two and three, which at this point has been two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's true, then I don't know what is going on. And I like your theory that you're about to present because it it seems to make sense. But, you know, COVID delayed Fantastic Beasts 3 in so many ways. It was like they were that I got back to filming and then had to shut down again. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I can't imagine any film delay in a franchise being as long as even the one between Fantastic Beasts 2 and 3, except maybe Avatar, but that's in a whole class. So are we talking about oh, gosh, an Avatar no. level no. delay? No. Yeah. Godfather 2 and 3 delay. How, how long was that? <laughs> one was like in the 70s and the third one's in the 90s. Oh. Al Pacino's all old. I think this could be the final blow to the Fantastic Beasts <gasps> franchise, to be honest, looking at a break between movies three and four. I know, Andrew, you're going to let us in on your theory, but I just think this franchise has already been through so much between the delays, between the increased author rhetoric that has caused a lot of problems for um, the fan community between everything that's gone on with Johnny Depp. It doesn't seem like this franchise is destined to see its finish in five films, and maybe they should have not jumped the gun, so to speak, in announcing five films before they at least got the first one out the door. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So here's my theory. We all know that 
the franchise has been struggle busing for a variety of reasons. I think. What does that mean, by the way? I like that. Struggle term. bus. It's a new phrase to me too. It's like on when, the struggle bus. Yeah, you're on the struggle. <laughs> all bus. All aboard the struggle bus. I'm We're all struggling. struggling here. Oh, like, like okay. you wake up Sunday morning after a fun night out on the town. It's you know it's hard to move around. Fantastic Beast has been struggle busing, and I think they are going to make no decisions on how to proceed with Fantastic Beast four and five until they release Fantastic Beast three. This summer, summer 2022, and they see how it does critically and box office wise. So this break actually means that they are going to wait until next summer to decide what to do with the two films they've already announced. So if Fantastic Beasts 3 does great, they'll decide they'll do two more big two and a half hour movies. But if it flops, sort of like what happened with Fantastic Beasts 2... They maybe do shorter movies, say like an hour and a half long each, or they just do one more movie. And then they write, you know, then they're going to have to compress movies four and five or the plan for those into one story. Or they just give up or (laughs) they do something on HBO Max. But I just think they are making no decisions until they see how movie three does in the summer. And that's what this break is. Here's what's going to happen. The creative team that's currently working on reworking Cursed Child and condensing is going to then be put in charge of the Fantastic Beasts films. Ooh, working I like that. And condensing and yeah, yeah, making that make more sense. I'm, you know, the other thing I want to say is if they're expecting Fantastic Beasts 3 to be a huge like box office success or at least make what they think it should make, which the second one did not in that regard, um, they're going to have to market this film. And they have a huge PR problem when it comes to marketing as a result of a lot of the things that have happened in this huge extended break. They're going to have to start showing us gasp content of this film. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've been waiting for promotional images or a title even like there is so much that we're like eight months out or no about a year out from the film so we're a little under a year but i just feel like they're hesitant to even pull the trigger on showing us anything about this film i think warner brothers is scared and that's not a great place to be in for this franchise i can imagine them being worried just with everything going on with all their people all their actors and creators I fully support them taking as long as they need in order to make a good film. Like if it takes 10 years and it's good, that's fine with me. It might also be good to kind of come back after several years of just like things being kind of like, like you know, low key, let people kind of think to themselves, oh, oh yeah, Harry Potter. What's going on with Harry Potter? Oh, I miss that. A let new me fantastic jump back into that. What? Yeah, I'm going to buy yeah. tickets to that. Yeah, that would be a big help. I think... They speaking of the marketing, I've said it before, they gotta lean into Dumbledore, they gotta lean yeah. into Hogwarts. That's what's gonna get people to show up. They're you just wanna up for win it. the you wanna win the bet about what the title for the next film is gonna <laughs> but be. But that that works. That works. Bringing up crimes of Grindelwald in the title doesn't work to promote a movie. Yeah. And the marketing, whose side are you on? Nobody cared because nobody knew Grindelwald. It's just they need to get back to basics. Agreed with that 100%. Maybe it'll be called something like um, September 1st, Dumbledore, back to Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to get all those buzzwords in there. Yep. Do you think that means, though, that they will end the third Fantastic Beast film in a way that would be acceptable if they didn't make a fourth and fifth movie? 
Yeah, that's the big question, right? Because they can't leave it hanging. They they can't let this go the way Divergent did. They they didn't film yeah. finish that franchise. They didn't film the the final movie. You know, if that's the case, then I would say here's my plea to Warner Brothers to, for the third film. And this is something that is it, it's not valuable because they've already finished filming of the third film. So like, <laughs> it's not going to actually do anything. But if you focus on the characters, the fork, the core for it, we know that Dumbledore defeats Grindelwald in the end. We can surmise that because we've all read the Harry Potter books. We get it. Even in book one, it says Dumbledore defeat Grindelwald. Great. Focus on Newt, Tina, Jacob, and Queenie, their character dynamic, their relationships c- conclude or get, get move on with their story quit trying to focus on this Grindelwald thing stop trying to make Credence happen it's not gonna happen it's not gonna just happen. focus on the core four because then that's that's what's gonna make I think the core fans be more interested in more films if you really show us that these characters are worth seeing two more movies for but when they're bogged down by plot like we saw in Crimes of Grindelwald and there's this prophecy and there's this crazy where is Credence you know it's just not gonna interest us enough to keep us coming back kind of uh, bogged down in plot and characters like yeah they added oh. too many too non- many characters and yeah. we love we love harry potter for all the characters of course but that's because we have the books where we really right. get to know the characters and we don't have that with fantastic beasts like i don't i don't care about the this certain ors you know? exactly yep but i care about jacob and tina yeah. I, and I think the one thing that may point to what you were talking about, Eric, is that like Mads Mikkelsen came in, he filmed the Grindelwald role relatively quickly. That's right. So yeah. that would point to the fact that maybe his character is not all that involved in the third film. And perhaps we get a little bit more focus back onto the core four. And the beasts. Yeah. And the beasts. Yeah, because that's still, what the first movie was fun for. Yeah. yeah. I still mm-hmm. think Credence will be a big focus. You two, uh, Meg and Eric, didn't want to make Credence happen. I, w- I want to make Credence happen. I like Credence. No, I want to make like- Credence happen. Oh, okay. I like Credence. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. like like the uh, the guy who like ran the circus. and. Oh, well, yeah. So centering the whole movie around Credence was a, was a mistake, okay. I think. Yeah. There wasn't enough time to develop. That there, you know, it happened in between the short span of time between films that all of a sudden every character is in search of credence. It's like that was not built out enough. That should have been maybe like a later film talking about his origins. Yeah. Now you guys are making me think that this franchise might go the way of Avatar. Not that bad, but maybe WB is realizing what's the rush. Then again, don't they want to get it over with? I don't know. It's all so complicated. I was going to say, it seems antithetical to everything big movie studios do these days. To Like in the movie studio world, to stop swimming, to stop putting out films is to die. And they're, I think they're incapable of leaving a hot commodity like Harry Potter just in the wasteland for several years while the audience kind of resets and needs a breather. We've They've never given us a breather when they when they had content in the pipeline. Another theory is that maybe David Yates is just leaving and he already knows that Fantastic Beasts 4 and 5 aren't happening. And the break is just cover to kick the can down the road in terms of making that announcement. You know, they didn't want to make the announcement with David Yates moving right. to a Sony movie. You know David what I mean? David Yates abandoned ship. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm a, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he didn't come back after this. I mean, 
the state of the franchise aside, he's also directed what eight of these at this point, or a six lot. or seven at this point. Yeah. He's he enough. Bored. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him if he wanted to get out, even if this was all going really well. So that's what's happening there. I'll just add one related note. A couple of us recently heard a little intel about what's happening after movie three. It's a rumor, and we can't share what we were told. And who knows if it's if it's true. But I will just say that this rumor might involve a shift in strategy after movie three. So that rumor aligns with this break. That's right, I'm texting you right now. I want to figure out what this is. You got to you, you text you were me back. present okay. when the rumor was uh, told. Before we get into our discussion on being back at Hogwarts, which is one of the most cozy feelings of all, let's talk about feeling cozy in your everyday life. It's fall, y'all. Time to replace your water intake with pumpkin juice and go out of your way to step on a crunchy leaf because the coziest time of year is here. My favorite part of fall is the shifting weather from that rough heat in the summer to the more comfortable temperatures accented by the changing leaves. Ah, It's a cozy time, and you can find your comfort in undies, loungewear, and more with MeUndies. MeUndies offers the softest clothes you've ever tried. The moment I tried them for the first time, I was wondering where they had been all my life. The coziness you feel next to the fireplace in a cushy chair in your Hogwarts common room awaits you when you put on MeUndies. Imagine the softest thing you've ever felt. Now imagine that same thing, but on your butt. You're now thinking about MeUndies. They're designed by the country's top softness scientists to be the softest thing you've ever worn, period. From undies to loungewear, their fabrics are breathable, light, and almost irresponsibly cozy. Really, you might not be able to stop lounging on the couch. You have been warned. They're available in sizes extra small through 4XL in a variety of classic colors and iconic prints. Me Undies will have your back and your butt all fall long. Me Undies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. Me Undies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash MuggleCast. That's MeUndies.com slash MuggleCast. Okay, so moving on, it's time to go back to Hogwarts. Choo-choo! Um, so we're actually going to take a different spin on this than we have in years past. We're kind of going to pretend that we're at Hogwarts this year. Eric... Before we even get to school, first, we got to get on that train, right? That's right. It's the Hogwarts Express choo-choo. I wanted to ask, sort of in the style of like a BuzzFeed questionnaire, but I promise I'm not going to tell you your personality after this. (laughs) Uh, Where are we sitting on the Hogwarts Express? What is going to be like, do we sit kind of with our friends, whichever compartment our friends are in? Do we sit in the back where nobody else is? It's the quiet car. Do we sit in the prefects compartment or any of us like, you know, prefects with our friends? Or do we sit like, you know, are we kind of the loner and sit like up front with the conductor or in back with the trolley lady? What is your guy's strategy going to be? I'm sitting in the back and I would prefer to sit with nobody else. Just kind of sit and watch the English Wi-Fi. countryside no, <laughs> go by. I want to be in the quiet car where nobody can bother me. Like a lot of trains have. I just want to sit and watch everything out the window. Yeah, I can, I'm there. I can, I'm there. You're That's, there. Just yeah, not with me, please. I want to be alone. 
Yeah, was, well, we need a wall between us. <laughs> Pick another quiet <laughs> cabin. Get your own cabin. I can just <laughs> see. That's what I do I on can, buses. I go for the back. Oh, yeah. I can actually see Andrew just like the last vestiges of Wi-Fi from King's Cross being like leaving as the train pulls out. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wants to be in the last car, because it's going to have the Wi-Fi the longest. The longest. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's going to have like two extra seconds of Wi-Fi. <laughs> then the trolley lady comes and I'm like, I thought this was the quiet car. Leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, what about you, Micah? I, I have to say the quiet car is is definitely appealing. I, I think it would just depend what kind of mood I'm in that day. You know, also maybe what year it is. You know, as you, maybe when you're a little younger, you want to hang out with your friends or sitting up front with the conductor would be cool. Like, who is the conductor of the Hogwarts Express? We never meet them. Do you think it has one? That's a good question. Oh, well, yeah. the, guy, just runs on the magic? guy at Wizarding World. He's oh. he was fun to talk oh, him. to, wasn't he? Yeah, at the theme parks, he's great. You could probably just distract him the entire trip. Yeah, distract. The, him. Uh, the Hogwarts conductor was actually mentioned in the books. Uh, he met Sirius Black once. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. right. So. Hmm. Now so. I want his backstory. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, and he speaks to Harry in the first book. He says, fine-looking group of students this time. It'll be time to get underway soon. So very oh, wow. uh, very deep person. Yeah. You said this was the first book? In the first book, yeah. So maybe there were plans to expand on his character later on. He was going to be like some evil person or something. Just like the trolley lady in a way. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like the two of them. They both have claws. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one watches the front of the train and the other watches yeah. the back. Right, yeah. Exactly. Hmm, okay. I learned something today. So, okay, here we are back at Hogwarts. We arrived. We all uh, hopefully got the seat that we wanted on the train. It's been a few months and we've obviously missed being back at school. What's the first thing you do when you're back? Now, I want you to think of how when you return to a city you love or you come back to your hometown, something like that. You know, there's always that thing you got to do straight away because you've missed it while you were gone. What is that thing? Eric, what's your first thing? Okay, so besides, obviously, like, the welcome feast, where I'll meet, like, all my friends from the summer and all that, I would go for Hogwarts' permanent residence, the ghosts, and kind of check in with them, see what their summers were up to. I would just be interested in hearing what a ghost did under summer break, if they knew it was summer break, if they knew that three months had gone by since I saw them last. I, that's my unique thing for this prompt. Oh, Get the, the newest hot gossip from them. What happened over the summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What's what, new in the castle? Yeah. Would much be happening? What happens at the school over summer? Here's another and, question and, we've never discussed. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Pe- have Peeves and the Bloody Baron kissed yet? Will they, won't they? I feel like it's, you know, <laughs> just know a matter of time. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a hell of a ship. Right <laughs> I'm sh- surprised it's not more prominent, actually. Uh, but I mean, we could ask Laura next episode if there's any fan fiction oh, yeah. she's seen on that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll write it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unveil that story next Pride Month, June 2022. Micah, what are you doing first? This might have to be when um, a little bit older at Hogwarts, but I think just heading down to Hogsmeade and grabbing a couple butter beers or fire whiskeys uh, in the three broomsticks with some friends. Okay. Maybe the friends that you don't sit with on the on the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> well, we all chose our own rooms, our own compartments on the Hogwarts Express, so maybe it'll be t- long, high time we be social. So Th- this would, of yeah. course, be after sneaking into uh, 
Snape's classroom and like messing it up a bunch so that when he gets there on the first day, he's really pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you mentioned Snape because my scenario for you coming up involves Snape. Uh Oh, Meg, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to keep being a loner and I'm going to go down to the lake under a tree and just hang out with the giant squid. I'm going to throw it some food, not toast, because I don't think that's good for their digestion. But like I'll bring some like fish or shrimp, prawns, if you will. And, you know, I'll kind of toss them in and just just hang out with my my squid buddy. Okay, that's fun. I was also going to take the... uh continuing on uh, being alone on the train <laughs> i want to go to the library because that place is obviously so vast so much knowledge to be learned there and i feel like over the summer the library library might be refreshed with some new books that i never seen before oh so i would love to go there and just see what's new and part of this thought stems from the fact that i love going to bookstores and especially used bookstores because you never know what you're going to find in a used bookstore there's always something new to enjoy so that's that's kind of what i see for the hogwarts library just because it is so ancient you got to think there's a lot there obviously there's a lot to always explore but after being away for a few months, you have to think there's there's going to be a lot there for you. I wonder Does... if Madam Pince like sets up a new releases table every September first. <laughs> new releases, Newt's got a new, new releases book out. in hardcover. <laughs> Does the uh, library have Wi-Fi? No, no Wi-Fi, and that's fine. <laughs> I don't need to be on the internet, especially at Hogwarts. Yeah, I was I was thinking about when you when you put this question in. I'm not really sure. Do we know a whole lot of hangout spots? around Hogwarts. I know Meg mentioned down by the lake, but I don't like, I was thinking obviously you have the common rooms, but those are too easy. I feel like to list, but like other just like places you want to go and just. Well, I thought somebody would say the room a requirement. I feel like that'd be a cool room to hang out in. That's like too, too much solitude for me. That's like, (laughs) I could not handle that. That's like for when schoolwork is getting to be too much and I need like, I don't know, a happy fun slide or something. I'd like go to the room, but, uh, yeah, there's not many places to, to hang. Or I will say with the questions upcoming in this doc, we have more kind of opportunity to suss out what those places might be, but like where the twins meet Harry to give him the Marauders map is like either, at the bottom of a stairwell or if it's in the movie or like you know the common room like you're saying there's not many there's disused classrooms like an empty yeah. just spare room there's really not a lot of places besides that the great hall the grass hogwarts to- kitchens the hospital wing there's other rooms yeah <laughs> no but not many not as many not as you think for a cent for a 1000 year old school maybe this I- is why we like the Hagrid's magical motor Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure queue at Universal because their backstory for that is it's the ruins of Hogwarts and yeah. Hogwarts students still hang out there and I think that was really intriguing it's like oh cool really mm. they do because we never heard that before <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the trio Since overplayed when? going to see Hagrid because none of us picked that but I guess you could want to go. Oh, <laughs> oh that would have been could, a good answer. You could want to go see your favorite teacher, I guess, right? But yeah. no, I'm going to have classes with them within the first two days. Go up to the astronomy tower. Go, the I don't know, go through some secret passages. That we never got to. 
read graveyard. about. Graveyard. Yeah, there's... Oh, yeah, Hogwarts has a graveyard, yeah. There's plenty of options. The I don't need to defend this. The greenhouses, right. Yeah. Okay, so I have a scenario for each of you to answer. These are would-you-rather scenarios, okay? There's a little story with each one, so pay Ooh. close attention. Meg, we can start with you. Megan, welcome back to Hogwarts. It's your sixth. My full name is Margaret, actually. Margaret, welcome back to Hogwarts. It's your sixth year. And last year, you were selected to be a prefect. But while walking into the Great Hall for the welcoming feast this year, Hermione rushes up to you and says she desperately needs new volunteers to help her manage SPEW. She had posted notices asking for help, but no one's coming forward. She knew you've admired her organization since its inception and remembered that you said you'd love to help one day. But since you're a prefect, along with your studies, that makes it impossible to join SPEW right now unless you step down from being a prefect. You had worked hard since day one at Hogwarts to be a model student in hopes of becoming a prefect one day. Do you remain prefect and let down Hermione or do you drop the prefect gig to help help Hermione. Well, I am a woman of my word. And if I told Hermione I would be joining, then I'm going to be joining. And oh. I would hate to be a prefect. Oh, so <laughs> well, in this scenario, just pretend down from you that would love. <laughs> if I loved being a prefect, I would still step down. <laughs> All right. Hermione's very happy that you that you agreed to to help her. Eric, welcome to Hogwarts. You're a first year, and growing up, you've excelled at broom flying, and you and your friends think you would be an amazing Quidditch player. You want to try out for a team and hopefully become one of the very few first years in Hogwarts history to make a team. However, you brought this idea up to your parents, who themselves went to Hogwarts and who played Quidditch, and they said that you should not try out because they want you to stay laser-focused on your studies. They said their grades suffered greatly due to being on the Quidditch team, and they don't want the same thing to happen to you. You consulted. <laughs> Eric's mouth is wide open, and Meg is <laughs> covering her mouth. I knew his mom played Quidditch. This is so dramatic. <laughs> this is, this is... <laughs> yeah, Eric's mom played Quidditch. Yeah, You yeah, consulted a seer about this issue, and she agreed that your studies and your future career will be in jeopardy if you join the Quidditch team. Further, your parents will be deeply disappointed if you ignore their advice and try out. Do you take your parents' advice and lose the rare opportunity to become a first-year Quidditch player? Or do you let go of your dreams and just focus on the schoolwork in order to shore up your future? What do you do? Oh, my goodness. These are amazing, by the way. You did really great <laughs> These work very, on this. are very nicely uh, written out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I got to say the pressure is really on me from all directions to yes. give up my idea of glory. And I feel like if I'm a, a good son, it's, you know, it's year one of Hogwarts of seven years. I feel like there might be something too. First years never make the house teams. They never do. Right. They just never do. So I feel like maybe I do do what my parents want at first mm. and see if like next year, I'm not going to always say next year, but I feel like, okay, I can get my bearings. You know, if I'm, my parents are wizards so, or they've, they've done, you know, Quidditch at school. So I grew up, I grew up on a broom. I feel like that might even give me an unfair advantage compared to other house teams. Maybe it's more glory. Maybe it's more glory if I beat 
second or third years who've had their broomstick training, uh, you know, for the house team tryouts, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe I give a couple of years for other people to be on my level and then try out and win and get glory. That's All so right. modest of you. All right. <laughs> All right. That's fine. I respect it. There's but, no wrong answer. But Eric, if you don't, then there's no place to hide the resurrection stone. <laughs> and your friends are deeply disappointed in you that's okay that's coming with me i would never just discard the resurrection stone i wouldn't do it your friends but. are disappointed and you don't have the glory of being a first year quidditch player but i get it it was well reasoned were you thinking for an 11 year old was i trying to did you guys think i would go against my parents wishes Actually, yeah, I thought yeah. I thought, so. I thought you'd want to play Quidditch year one. I mean, <laughs> if you're an 11 year old going to see a seer, like, that's <laughs> weighing clearly pretty heavily on your it. mind. That is such a thing I would do, though. Like, I get those <laughs> I get those tarot emails where somebody like who's really it's trying true. to get me to do like a twenty five dollar a minute phone call. Oh no! To, to, like does draws uh, via email, and I never do the phone call, but I do the draws, so I'm very interested. I'm and if such a if they're relevant, you'll send me a screenshot and be yeah, like, look yeah. at this, look at this. That's, but that's absolutely a thing I would do, so that's hilarious. Okay, all right. Micah, your turn. Micah, welcome back to Hogwarts. It's your final year at the school, and after the welcoming feast, Snape quickly gets up from a seat at the front of the hall and rushes over to you. Snape is in a jovial mood for the first time since you joined Hogwarts. He believes he has an idea for a potion that can kill Lord Voldemort, T-Riddle. The potion will kill Voldemort simply by tossing it on him. There's just one problem. The potion requires the blood of seven newborn goats. Snape is unbelievably excited about this potion and plan and wants you to go and kill the seven baby goats, then collect their blood. Unfortunately, killing these goats will also lose you all of your friends because they believe there will be other ways to defeat Voldemort that don't involve baby animal murder. On the other hand, you want to be on Snape's good side and you want to help end the Wizarding War sooner rather than later. What do you do? Well, there's no clear-cut proof that this potion is actually going to work. Oh, yes, there is. Snape is convinced (laughs) it'll work and he knows potions. Mm. Don't do it. Don't kill the goats. I'll never forgive you if you do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Meg is one of your friends at Hogwarts. You're going to lose all your friends. <laughs> Baby goats. You can't kill them. But They're and the kids. Wizarding War. I would have to check with my um, mentor, Aberforth, before proceeding in such a <laughs> manner. <laughs> I don't I don't think that uh, I could allow that to happen without first talking with him. Okay. So. Well, and he loves goats and he thinks that the war against Voldemort is futile, so you know, yeah. he'd just be so like, he's, he's telling hang you out no. here with the goats. Disappoint Snape. Don't kill my babies. Disappoint Snape. <laughs> and anyway, I mean, Harry is already like halfway there anyway. So, I mean, and, <laughs> yeah, and it's this... kind of unfair if Snape just like ran to the finish line. And what, what if, what if so Harry just flashed this thing on Voldemort? Harry's like, I've been working on this for like six years now. No, but twist. Micah's the chosen one. Harry Potter doesn't <laughs> exist. Micah has a scar. Oh. This is the way to defeat Lord Voldemort. Oh. <laughs> Instead of no. speaking to snakes, though, he speaks to goats. <laughs> also, if he was really that good at potions, shouldn't he have come up with this potion already? And why do I need to sacrifice the goats? All right, he so, can sacrifice the goats. All right. I, I see I see what you're saying, Micah. Sorry, you don't want to kill the baby goats. All right. Your friends, thank you. 
All right, Can I y'all. just say that in the Wizarding World, this is going to sound weird, but there's probably a way to get the blood of goats without killing goats. Like a magical way of like, I don't know. Yeah, like if you if you need like one liter, can't you just take like, you know, five ounces from like a huge group of goats? <laughs> Something Maybe. like that. You don't yeah. got to you don't got to slaughter them. All right. Well, Micah's Gosh. answer was clear. I do like what uh, Tina Goldstein said in the discord, though. She says, kill the goats. After the war is over, you can make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> Those Having friends are going to die in the Wizarding War anyway. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Start fresh. <laughs> so we have a couple more scenarios to ask everyone. I really want to get everyone's thoughts here. But, you know, you're back at Hogwarts. Say that things have settled in. You're past your, your first week or two. Um, you know, there are so many rooms and areas in Hogwarts. What room do you pick to say, for instance, do your homework in? Library. Mm. Library for me. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> I'm also the person <laughs> And I that... feel like I'm quiet enough that like Madame Pince won't get mad at me. Yeah. Right. I'm also a person that needs dead silence when studying or working yeah, really of any room. kind. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, I could not yeah, couldn't do it in the common room. I think my answer would also be the library or maybe outside, just away from crowds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Common room would definitely be too noisy. Maybe sneaking into one of those secret passages and uh, just finding a good spot to go back Between to Between like every a day. crevasse of rock. Sitting like hunched over in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you light up your wand. Yeah, yeah. I will say the Hufflepuff common room, which will be my common room, has a lot of comfy chairs. I would probably wear noise-canceling headphones because that's a great point about needing silence to study. But I don't feel like any seat in the library would be comfy as the seats, as the chairs and poofs in Hufflepuff. Isn't there a cushioning charm? Oh, yeah, probably. But I think that's, isn't that like air? It yeah. like helps you from... Your yeah. butt would be like six inches off the seat. Mm. Well, just picture the softest thing you can possibly <laughs> think of <laughs> on, your, <laughs> on your butt. Um, I, I mean, that's a good point, though, about the air headphones because uh if there are earmuffs that are strong enough to block out a mandrake's cry entirely you're going to be able to tune out any uh, any uh, gossip going on and where do you think professor sprout head of hufflepuff house got (gasps) those earmuffs from both she got them in the common room Mm -hmm. where they're just around for people to yeah that's my new headcanon all right how about where would you go to just regularly meet your friends to talk about life like where do you just escape with a friend to talk about the the struggles, the struggle bussing moments of the day. <laughs> What's just your escape from the hustle and bustle to just chill with a friend? It would definitely be have to be outside the castle for me. Like that that spot by the lake where James and the Marauders would always hang out underneath the beech tree. Just seems like that's like a good vibe, uh, especially on a nice day. I don't know about fall in England. Uh, if that's nice enough, but I would I would go out on the grounds. Mm. See the squid, give it some fish. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it helps you with your homework. <laughs> the squid is actually a genius. Yeah. <laughs> it reaches out a tentacle and starts writing about like the goblin goblin rebellions of whatever year. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. He's like, Well, I've been here so long, I actually <laughs> have multiple degrees. It's like, wait, I was there. Yeah. Well, actually, and speaking of that, I was going to say the Black Lake, just or any body of water near Hogwarts, or even that waterfall that we saw in that cut scene from the Goblet yes, of Fire movie. That's right. <laughs> I'm just a sucker for hanging out near bodies of water. It's it's very peaceful. 
And as a bonus, if I'm ever going through a tough time, I could get the opinion of the giant squid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He's he's very opinionated. I actually like the astronomy tower for this. Just quiet. To Eric's point, it's it's outdoors. It's a bit secluded. Hopefully, you don't get you know a a class that comes up in the middle of your conversation. But uh, yeah, I I like that a lot, especially because mm-hmm. during the day nobody's really up there. Yeah. Well, yeah, good good view. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think my answer for this would be the common room because the Ravenclaw common room is so high up and it's got these like floor to ceiling windows. I'd love to just pull up a chair with my friends and you know look out, watch the sunset. You have your own astronomy life. tower. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How about just hanging out solo? Just some alone time. For this, I would choose the astronomy tower. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would, you know, just go up there, lie on my forest. back, look at the stars, consider. Ooh. The forest something might kill you. <laughs> Maybe just like <laughs> well, the yeah, edge of the happen forest. anywhere. Like any forest for friends. <laughs> I'm Safety a little scared. Numbers. I'm a little scared of the forest, to be honest. I feel like ugh, I would want a guide. I would want Hagrid in there with me. I like the idea of the forest, the edge of the forest. I actually, uh, growing up in our childhood home, we kind of backed up some woods, and I used to love going in those woods. But I never went in too deep, just like the edge of the woods. So yeah, I'll chill there too. You could like make sure that you're like kind of near Hagrid's hut. So if anything starts going right. on, you can scream and you're like sure that he would hear you. Yeah. Come in with his crossbow to save you. Yeah. I would probably, you know what? I would see what my friends, uh, the house elves are doing in the kitchens. Oh, you said alone though. Huh. Well, I would get, I would get <laughs> some food, like some in-between food uh, from the house elves. And then I would go to like, the, you know, the, like those, those little empty areas that you can find in like the chamber of secrets pc game uh or Ah. any of the games where you're just like in a corridor there's stone there's some tapestries that you've maybe never seen before like some portraits i would i would that's what i would do it would be alone but it wouldn't be alone because i'd be with like some portraits and i'd look up and see what the life of a portrait group of people would in the portraits would be doing Uh, i'd be afraid they'd be talking about me <laughs> I think they would. You could just take them <laughs> off the wall and just like turn them around. And oh turn my them. god! I'll paint over them. I'm a I'm a painter. I'll paint oh. over them. That's right. There you go. <laughs> I like Jules' answer in our Discord: a bubble bath, a classic oh. Harry Potter gobble to fire bubble bath. <laughs> Complete in the prefect's bathroom. Morning, Myrtle. Well, this question mm-hmm. is about alone time, so we'd have to tell yeah. Myrtle to shoo. Mm-hmm. Jules says like Myrtle the, and all. Oh, okay. Myrtle and all. The, the secret passageways could be another good one for this if you have a favorite one that you like kind of just chilling in. Okay. How about the place where you would plan to have your first kiss? Now, for me, this is the astronomy tower. It's scenic, it's romantic, it's sexy, it's high above the castle. People get killed there. <laughs> and as a bonus, I thought it'd be fun if everybody included a pickup line too, <laughs> ideally related to the room. So I thought about a couple for the astronomy tower. I could say, with you, I don't need a telescope to see stars. <laughs> or oh, that's good. Especially because you're going to be in northern England and it's actually going to be cloudy. <laughs> shh, shh. <laughs> or, or you belong in the astronomy tower 
because you bring me out of this world. Oh, that's good. (laughs) I have one for you, Andrew. Uh Uh-oh. You could say, I'm falling for you harder than Dumbledore from the Astronomy (laughs) Tower. (laughs) No, I knew you were going to do that as soon as you said that. Ugh. No, that's very good. Well, I'm going to utilize to fall back on uh, the scenario you gave me, Andrew, of (laughs) wanting to be a Quidditch player. I would choose for my first kiss the Quidditch pitch after my game winning match against my rival house. Nice. So that's Mm going to be great. And I I wouldn't need a pickup line if I just grabbed all this glory for my house. But... In case I did need a pickup line, it would be, girl, are you Professor Flitwick because you sure charm me? That one's good. He's used it on me before. I noticed Eric's phone. Eric was reading that off his phone. I wrote it. I was very careful in writing it. Oh, I see. (laughs) I'm going to just fall back on the classic and say room of requirement because, you know, you're going in. You don't always know when you're going to have your first kiss. You know, you could be like going in, they're getting closer. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. Suddenly you remember, oh my God, I just ate an onion. And you just say, hold up. Think to yourself, I need breath spray. It appears in your pocket. Uh And you just take a little kick and then you're like, all right, let's go. (laughs) That was well reasoned. (laughs) And my, my pickup line would be, if you were on a wizard card, the description would simply say, mega hottie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now fun fact meg actually used that on eric right it's true it's and that was two years ago and we've been together ever since <laughs> like keeper keep <laughs> micah yeah i i actually also went with the quidditch pitch but not after a match just nothing going on there very kind of quiet calm secluded nobody else is around um, but I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm taking your answer though, Eric. So I feel like I have to come up no, with something different. I, no, it fits you better. You're the sports guy, right? Like, so you ever go out on a basketball court when no one's there and like, you're like, this is where the game is played. This is mm-hmm. really cool. Like that. And if you're the only one in the gymnasium, it's like an isolated time. That'd be a great place to kiss somebody. So I feel like the Quidditch pitch works very well. Mm. Okay. So I'll stay with it. Uh, you guys all choosing outside. You can only you can only have your first kiss in like the first three weeks of Hogwarts then, or the last three weeks. We, we need to be out in fresh air so warmth. our partner can't smell us. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> or it's harder to. Can't smell your onion breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Room of requirement. Okay. And the, uh, the pickup line I have here is, are you a snitch because you're the finest catch around? Uh, <laughs> oh. Again, you tailored the 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 pickup line to the place. That's real smart. Yeah, you yeah. made it work. I remember the episode that we did these pickup lines on. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> yes, I, for- I remember too. Oh, oh that's gosh. right. And we also did a bonus muggle cast with far more <laughs> adult-related pickup lines. I came up with a really good one for that, but I'm not going to say it here. Trent said, "Got to go for that restricted section." But then you need a teacher's signature. And what teacher is your co-pilot? What teacher is your wingman on this? And how you do you tell, tell your me. date to meet you in the restricted section? That's I'd be a little right, Do alarmed. they need assigned permission from a teacher as well? Do they need to like... No, this you, is the same a, teacher. Yeah. You're like, Professor, will you sign these for both of us? We're going to go, <laughs> we're gonna go uh, snog. You Research. just need to use your pickup line. 
Yeah, that's Wanna true. Want to go manage some mischief together? I solemnly Ooh. swear I'm up to no good. <laughs> uh, no, they're too easy. Yeah. Are you a restricted section book? Because I'm checking you out. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. Wow. What a catch, like, What's Meg a good is? one for, for I am? I'm a snitch, basically. <laughs> I am the golden snitch. All right. So final question. What room or area would you hold secret parties in featuring butterbeer smuggled in from Hogwarts? I would choose the boathouse. You mean Hogsmeade? <laughs> oh, did I say Hogwarts? Yeah, Hogsmeade. Yeah. I would choose the boathouse because, again, getting back to being big fans of bodies of water, it's it'd be very scenic. So that would make it a nice place to chill. You're not near the school, so you can get loud. You can turn up. And if the party's really lit, you could take some of the boats out. Of course, you don't want anybody to catch you, but that would be half the fun. Like, maybe you'd get caught. Ooh. And if you get don't sick- Don't drink and boat at the same time, though. Well, if you do get sick, you can just, you know, throw up into the water. So no Evanesco <laughs> necessary. Do you think the squid is going to like that? Oh, damn. I, th- I forgot about yeah, my that's friend. that's right. There's a living creature in there. It's yeah. polluting yeah. his waters. And I'm getting advice from him, so I can't, I can't betray him like that. That's All right, I'll give you the wrong answer on a test. All right, Evanesco, it is. For this, I think I would say uh, Hagrid's Hut. Oh. The reason is partially because it's small, and I don't really like big parties. I don't, I, I get nervous when, in crowds. So I would want, you know, just like a, a small, small hangout with my uh, yeah. acquaintances. I respect yeah. that. I'd love to and invite you, Sherry, but look, I mean, we're doing yeah, it in Hagrid's hot. We don't have the room. And Hagrid's mm-hmm. in there. And Hagrid's he takes in there, up too. Little, yeah, very limited yeah. guest Half list. Of it. Yeah. 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 Ooh, a very exclusive party in Hagrid's hut. I really like that. And Hagrid hates you, Sherry. Sorry. But he can't do the catering. We cannot let him do the catering. Hagrid <laughs> no. likes to cook. He's a, a passionate cook, but it's apparently not very good. I'm just ordering from Pizza Hut. Nobody needs to cook. <laughs> <laughs> they they deliver to Hagrid's hut. I, I would throw like a rager in the Chamber of Secrets. I think that's just oh, a natural right. spot. Goes down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm and really the acoustics like a... playing music. The acoustics oh. would be so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could, you could have music. You could have like little bonfires going. Strobe lights, a disco ball. Do shots of basilisk venom. Water's <laughs> pouring out. The basilisk skeleton is just like over on the on the side there. The snake's yeah, been convert, the basilisk has been converted into an animatronic and it's like going back and forth looking over the party. Okay. That's pre- that's absolutely what they People sh- are playing beer pong off of Salazar Slytherin's head. Yeah. DJ <laughs> yeah. Hagrid's there spe- spinning his bad beats. You guys missed opportunity about that doing that uh, after book two for real in the books. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, talk about para canon or extra canon, canon plus um, the Hufflepuff common room, which we, I think Laura mentioned last week is pretty much one big rager all the time. Uh, nobody would suspect it, but I'm pretty sure the Hufflepuffs can just openly party in their common room. So I don't know if it's a how much of a secret it would be, but it would be a secret to the rest of the school that Hufflepuff, you know, they always have food there. They always have just the greatest friends, best company, great conversation. And they value that. It's in their house traits. So love it. Meg, you went? Uh, yeah, Hagrid's Hut. Oh, right. Yeah. And okay. I thought of another reason. It's circular, which you know, make for like great conversation. Oh, yeah. So, you, yeah. so there'd be nobody wallflowering it because the walls right. are all round. Because <laughs> everyone's against a wall. All right. That was fun. Now I'm going to be thinking about is these for the rest of the night. 
thing is oh. there. And you know that the best parties are ones where there's a dog. <laughs> that you is say true. as a cat, yeah, walks around. I walks say as a cat it. walks across <laughs> me. Don't tell I, the cat. I can be a cat person and a dog person at the same time. That's true. I think another good one too would be the Shrieking Shack. You, you, yeah. What better bouncer than the Whomping Willow? <laughs> Give the Whomping Willow oh, the guest man. list. Literally. Guest list. <laughs> that one wins. Now oh. imagining that tree reading a piece of paper. And it's a house. Like, <laughs> mm. uh, this, yeah. I, like that one. I might change my answer. All right. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. So I have a game of Guess That Book prepared in a moment. But first, a word from our second sponsor this week, Green Chef. We here in the muggle world can't get access to what I'm sure are absolutely delicious meals in the Great Hall. But we can still get great meals thanks to this week's sponsor, Green Chef. We're also going to get you some of these meals for free. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, so premium ingredients like organic veggies and high-quality proteins are a given. Green Chef's expert chefs designed flavorful meals that go way beyond ordinary, no matter what's on your menu. Choose from 30 easy-to-follow recipes every week with options for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, as well as meals to help you eat in a more balanced way. Looking at the upcoming menus gets my mouth watering. They've got southern barbecue beans, Jamaican fried rice, a black bean taco salad, sun-dried tomato flatbread, and so many more meals all coming up. The meals never, ever disappoint. They offer fun twists in all of their meals to surprise and delight you, and you'll be thinking of them for weeks after because they are just that good and original. Green Chef is now owned by our other sponsor, HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I love switching between the two meal kits, and now our listeners can enjoy both at a discount. Now it's time to get you some free food. Go to greenchef.com slash mugglecast100 and use code mugglecast100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Take one look at the menu and you will be ordering right away. Again, go to greenchef.com slash MuggleCast100 and use code MuggleCast100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Okay, it's time for everybody's favorite game show, Guess That Book! Today's edition of Guess That Book is back to Hogwarts themed, of course, and I have four quotes here. Now, Meg, like I said, really knows her Harry Potter, so these might be easy for her. I don't know. (laughs) I guess we're going to find out. (laughs) I haven't studied. I might embarrass myself. Oh, okay. Well, even if they do seem really easy to you, maybe just pretend like they're a little bit of a challenge at least. (laughs) If I get one wrong, I'm getting it wrong on purpose to make you guys feel better. Okay. <laughs> keep that in mind. All right. I, and I do try to keep them a little vague to make them a little more difficult. So here is the first one. And remember, after the quote is finished, you will have 10 seconds to answer. Everybody can jump in. Here we go. Welcome, said Dumbledore, the candlelight shimmering on his beard. Welcome to another year at Hogwarts. I have a few things to say to you all, and as one of them is very serious, I think it best to get it out of the way before you become befuddled by our excellent feast. Guess that book. Prisoner. I'm just going to go with what Meg said, because I think she's... 
I wonder if like the serious was like a yeah. tip. Like saying uh, the Dementors are here because remember in book one, he's like, I've got some words to say and it's just nitwit blubber oddment tweak. Mm. Right. So, you know, Dumbledore's not going to say anything before the food unless it's really, really serious. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Don't yeah. sour the mood. I don't agree. All right. That is right. That was yes. chapter five. Hey. The Dementor. Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. The first year's faces glowed palely in the candlelight. A small boy right in the middle of the row looked as though he was trembling. Harry recalled fleetingly how terrified he had felt when he had stood there, waiting for the unknown test that would determine to which house he belonged. The whole school waited with bated breath. Then the rip near the hat's brim opened wide like a mouth, and the sorting hat burst into song. Guess that book! Is it Goblet of Fire? I'm thinking Goblet for this, too. There's very few sortings that Harry witnessed, and that's one of them. I'm changing my answer to order, actually. Order of the Phoenix, yeah. Oh, good thing you changed it, because that's right! (gasps) Ah. Oh, my goodness. Chapter 11, The Sorting Hat's New Song. All right, here we go. When everyone had eaten as much as they could, the remains of the food faded from the plates, leaving them sparkling clean as before. A moment later, the desserts appeared, blocks of ice cream in every flavour you could think of, apple pies, treacle tarts, chocolate eclairs and jam donuts, trifles, strawberries, jello, rice pudding. Guess that book! Sorcerers. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this is a direct quote from every book, actually. <laughs> every uh, single book has the same uh, paragraph. It's the one, we all know this was the one line that J.K. Rowling repeated every book because... She just did copy-paste. There's so everything. much food at Hogwarts all the time. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, you all are right. It was book one. <laughs> was that that easy? I thought that'd be harder because it's just basically a description of food. Yeah, I was going to guess book well, four. Yeah. Well, because... In the first book, that's when Harry is like first seeing Hogwarts and everything has to be described as super magical uh-huh. to really get us okay. inside his mindset. So we got to hear all about those jam donuts. That's fair. All right. Now we're going to move away from the opening feast. We have one more here. I mean, it's always been a bit of a risk sending a kid to Hogwarts, hasn't it? You expect accidents, don't you? With hundreds of underage wizards all locked up together. Guess that book. Ooh. Um, Chamber of Secrets? I feel like it's in the context of maybe Dumbledore will get expelled or or there's been attacks, something like that. Uh, I'm going to go wild card and say Goblet. I think Goblet because I think they're referring to the Triwizard Tournament. I finally got you guys! Uh-oh. <laughs> <gasps> it was Half-Blood Prince after the necklace attack. Oh, yeah. Nice. I should have gone with my gut. I almost was going to guess that. This quote confirms that Hogwarts is a security nightmare, by the way. Hagrid's <laughs> like, of course something's going to happen at this school. <laughs> I love it. All right. That well, good. that's how we play. That's tricky. Guess that book. And I'm glad I stumped you all on at least one collectively. You did great. <laughs> that yeah, was that awesome. Was good. Yeah, that it was, was really fun good. going back. And I think, um, you know, obviously meshed well with the theme. And uh, that concludes our Back to Hogwarts discussion today. 
If you have any feedback about today's discussion, contact us by writing or sending a voice message to MuggleCast at gmail.com. For the latter, just record a message using the Voice Memo app on your phone. You can also use the contact form on MuggleCast.com. Or you can leave a voicemail on our phone. The number is 1-920-3-MUGGLE. That's 1-920-368-4453. And now, more quiz fun. It's time for Quiz Itch. Last week's question, what conceals the entrance to the Hufflepuff common room? And this must have been a fairly easy one because we got over 40 entrants who all won. Congratulations to Professor Sprout's teething venomous tentacula, Wolfstar hates guac and is now starting an orange revolution against avocados and will place the chips in prison. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I feel that I'm allergic to avocado, so I feel oh. that. Oh, uh, you can't character. <laughs> Here's one for you, Andrew. You can't character limit creativity. <laughs> uh, so, Sophie, my PPPPs gotcha. Nutina forever. Micah's choo choo. Landon, just a proud Raven Puff. Great Barrier Reef, nearly R.I.P. Delesh, Daisy McDaisy Face, Countess Linguini. Choo Choo, Buff Daddy, Booba Tuber Puss, Badger Fluffs Forever, Annette the Hufflepuff, Andrew's Hairy Legs, a Norwegian has something, 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 and a lost packet of Drupal's Best Blowing Gum and others. Andrew's Hairy Legs. You have to be very cautious about what you say on the show anymore, otherwise it'll be (laughs) turned into a Quidditch participant name. Winner. Yeah. We can blacklist certain names. If you don't want me to read them out loud, I won't. No. No, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Well, going from our uh, clearly all too easy uh, Quizich question, which, by the way, the barrels, you tap them to the rhythm of Helga Hufflepuff. Fun. And that's how you get. There's no password. It's the least secure common room of all time. You could just like knock into those and knock them all over and the door's going to open for you. (laughs) (laughs) If you accidentally did it. (laughs) Anyway, here is an absolute Ravenclaw level. Quizit's question. How appropriate. In what books does Harry not directly interact with Draco Malfoy on the Hogwarts Express? Oh, interesting. This is a good one. I said how appropriate, not just because Meg is on, but I think also because next week, aren't we talking about Ravenclaw House? We are. We are. Yes, Micah and Laura will be planning a discussion about that. And it's not really in defense of, right? No, so we defended the houses that needed it, and now we're just talking about Ravenclaw and Gryffindor in different ways. Like celebration of. Sure. If you'd like to participate in Quizich and you know the answer to this, um, please submit your answer to us on MuggleCast's website, MuggleCast.com slash Quizich. Click on the entry form or click on Quizich on the main menu. All right. And just one more reminder before we close out, make sure you are following the show for free in your favorite podcast app and leave us a review if they allow you to. We love seeing those new reviews pop up. I take a look from time to time and I we really appreciate those. So thank you. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. Our username is MuggleCast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You will get episode previews. We're posting great Harry Potter memes. We'll share some news when news happens and more. And more. Meg, thanks for joining us today. It was great having you on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, 
let me know if you ever need me back in a pinch. For sure. For sure. And or even, you know, we'll plan ahead a little. <laughs> next yeah, time. That, that works, too. <laughs> <laughs> and great Harry Potter pickup lines. I can see why uh, Eric is madly in love with you. And um, yeah, exclusively because of those Harry Potter pickup lines. <laughs> it, it's just That's the Potter pickup it. lines. It's true. It's a brilliant line. I come line. up with a new one every day. <laughs> Eric's like, where's my pickup line? <laughs> I gave it to you hand delivered this episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was really Wizard nice. card. Yeah. Mega hottie. <laughs> there you go. Thanks everybody for listening. Welcome back to Hogwarts for another year. Micah. Choo choo. I was gonna do it at the end of the episode, but <laughs> Oh, well just do it all the time. It's back to all Hogwarts right. Day, you know? Thanks everybody for listening. Choo choo. There you choo-choo. go. Choo choo. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> now you sound like me pressing it over and over again the on press, the sound Yeah, board. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Choo-choo. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm Micah. And I'm Meg. Bye, everyone. Choo-choo. 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 Choo-choo.